rolling. I got a special guest in the house. Uh, I'm a big fan, big fan of this podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> this podcast actually got me rolling again. I, we were just chopping it up for a few minutes. I love doing these things where we're literally strangers and we're meeting for the first time. Um, and you guys get to hear it. So I got in the house today, in the trap house, I got I got Mook from Extended Family and Put the Stress Down podcast. Yeah, yeah, you represent. Thank you, man. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Through. Of course, brother. I wouldn't have missed it, man. It's an honor. You know, I I always say on our show, you know what I mean? Like, we don't take nobody's time for granted, man. So anytime somebody takes the time to sit down and, and do, do some good, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll go. You know what I mean? I don't care how far. I don't care how late. I'll do it because you know That's what I mean. We're here to affect change, my dude. Dude, so I'm a, I, I'm interested, bro, in 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 people like us. Yeah, like I listen to podcasts. I'm a big fan of the of the of the art form, but I love finding real, like regular dudes. Yeah, you know what I mean that are getting real stories out there, like people like us. And so when I found you guys, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Dave, was on your show, and um, I listened to it, and it was cool. Dave's the homie, but I don't always agree with the homie yeah, exactly. on everything. You know, and that's with, what it's about. Exactly, exactly. And we don't have to and mm-hmm. still be still be brothers, you know what that's I mean? It. But um I went back and I listened to um prior episodes and dude, I love it, man. Props. Thank you, man. I Thank love you. I, I love the format. That. I appreciate it. I love the thought that goes into it and the and the uh the sound effects and the music to to get it going yeah i just try to uh you know what i mean i just try to like if i'm gonna do something bro like I, i'm just built a certain way like i want to be the best you know what i mean mamba mentality like i don't want to just do it i want to fucking knock it out of the park yeah. you know what i mean so i it's not i don't just it can i release an episode every day if i want sure if i just sat down and ran my mouth sure but <laughs> that's not what i want to do you know what i mean yeah. i want to take the time to sit and think and let my thoughts marinate and make sure that when i sit in front of that microphone if I'm going to speak to people on it, I need to be in the best place. You know what I mean? I need to be right. the best version of me so that that show can be the best version. And so far, so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, my favorite one so far, uh, I, I listened to all of them, even all the special guests. Thank you, man. Thank dude, you. It was heavy with uh, the dude who, uh, man, I, I, I go blank when I start recording. The dude who was uh, talking about how he was molested. Yeah. That was heavy, bro. I was on my way to um, Lakewood couple saturdays ago and i was listening to that and dude i couldn't stop listening but i was like man i felt that one yeah there's stuff that nobody that dudes hard dudes you know what i mean or we grow up in the hood or whatever and we go through these experiences and nobody says anything happens a lot more than than we think it does it does you know what i mean And, and it's crazy because once you know he i talked to him about it and i always think about you know those things happening and i think oh man how god that must be terrible you know what i mean that must be awful but you know literally and this is just honest this is as real as it gets right now like on the way over here i remembered you know what i mean what happened to me when i was young and and i wasn't molested by like a male but there was an older like teenage girl and she used to take me into the garage and make me like do stuff with her you know what i mean and yeah i didn't like it but when somebody older is saying, Hey, come here, you have to do this. Like you do it. You know what I mean? I've never talked about that in my entire life, in my entire life. Just right now. But yeah, it just, it came to me. You know what I mean? Did that stuff happen in church too? Like, we started chopping it up like literally five minutes before we started rolling. Come to find out we grew up in the same circles and um, bro, we used to go, we used to do all all that stuff too. When we were kids, bro, with the other church kids, you know? Yeah. No, for me, it wasn't church. It was, it was a friend of the family, you know what I mean? But you know, it was, I mean, now that looking back, like that wasn't right. You know what I mean? It wasn't right at all. And I remember, you know, saying and feeling like this, this, this is, this, right. you know what I mean? Like I want to play with trucks and shit like this. This ain't <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like sure now, you know, cause as an adult, that's a different story. But at that time I knew like I ain't with this, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's wild to think, you know, how, how often that happens and it, it hurts me, man. You know what I mean? To yeah. people to, to be treated that way. Right. So, so Moog has a, has a podcast called put the stress down. We're going to get into to the podcast. Um, very specifically, you, you deal with PTSD, uh, mental health issues, um, which, which is huge, man. I mean, it's something that so many of us go through, you know, and no one really has an outlet or nobody talks about it or nobody 
no one even really people in our circles or or people who grew up the way we did we always think of like oh that's weak right or or even to seek help or to talk to a therapist like oh dog that's weak you know you can't be yeah, doing for that sure, for sure. but you deal with those and you tackle those issues man i was listening to the one today on on relationships and um you played that clip of the movie bro and i remember that movie as soon as, as soon as he started yelling i was yeah. like oh that's brothers i remember that movie because it i remember my own self like having a just this fit of rage bro and yeah. snapping on my wife yeah um this was years ago you know and uh so i'm just opening up too now yeah. i'd never shared this stuff either yeah. but dude i was kicking in the door to our own car like our minivan you know what I mean? And, and because we were fighting and I'm out there just putting dents in it, bro, just kicking the shit out of the door. I'm like, after that, bro, it's like I felt I had a snapshot of myself and I can see it. And I was like, what am I doing? What are right. you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, that anger, that rage. PTSD is a whole nother animal, though. Yeah, it really is, bro. And like I say all the time on my show, it it doesn't announce itself dog like it, it can be everything can be on the up and up you could be bopping through the day feeling lovely everything's going your way and then boom dog here it comes out of nowhere just nipping at your heels you know what i mean and you go from me right now to this fucking monster wow. and my wife's like trying to you know hug me or, or hold my hand and i'm just like disgusted and i'm like irritated like you know what do you want from me like why are you what do you what i don't have nothing for you you know what mm. i mean and it's yeah. just like that's not me bro you know what i mean that's yeah. not me it's just those demons that are inside that you know what i mean from the ptsd coupled with years and years of abusive relationships and you know what i mean things like that where you bad habits yeah, you you just accept being lesser than like well this is just what everybody goes through i guess so i'm just gonna take it because this is what i deserve wow so before we jump into all that, tell me a little about yourself, bro. Because we 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 were coming, we were talking right now, and and we went to the same church fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> definitely did. But no, so I, tell me about your story a little bit, bro. Yeah, your background, um, when you joined the uh, uh, you were at Marines, right? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. in the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were born and raised in L.A. Uh, my dad was a preacher, and uh, that was pretty much it. We grew up in the church. You know what I mean? Nothing really special. I mean, shout out to all the PKs out there who are all fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we always did the most damage, uh, you know, things like that. Cause you know, we were just reckless, but, uh, we did that for the most part. And my parents got divorced when I was five. Mm. And again, you know, just that's always been with me since I was a child. Like it fucked me up then, you know, mm. I knew then like that it hurt, you know what I mean? Yeah. I knew something was wrong. Like I've always been a sensitive guy, you know what I mean? And I've always been very in tune with my emotions, to a certain point, which is, was after combat, you know what I mean? When all of that disappeared. Right. But up to that point, you know, I was always very emotional and I knew like, man, you know, this sucks. You know what I mean? That sucks that I can't do anything to fix it. You know what I mean? Like that's what sucked the most, you know? So right. I dealt with that. And, you know, we had a couple stepmoms and, you know, looking back now, at my second stepmom at the time as a teenager, you know, you're like, I don't want this replacement mom. Like, you know right. what I mean? And she's not, she doesn't treat me the greatest, you know what I mean? But as I, an adult now, I go back and look and I have to understand that she was a kid herself, man. And she came and inherited three boys. She didn't know nothing about, you know, being a parent and she did the best she could. And at the end of the day, when my whole, when my jeans had holes, she stitched them. When I was hungry, right. she cooked for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got to give it to her, man. You know what I mean? She stepped up and she did it. And it took me a long time to, to understand that, but that's what it is. So shout out to her. You know what I mean? And then uh, as I just grew up, I was very young. I got married when I was like 18 years old and it was just, uh, it was the wrong person. It was the wrong type of way to go into relationship. It was a bad way to get married. Like basically I just, I wasn't getting along with her dad and he was like well you guys need to break up and i was like well we're not i'm gonna marry her like in your face you know yeah. what i mean which is spoiler alert is the worst foundation for a marriage in <laughs> yeah. case you were just in case you were wondering <laughs> bad foundation so there was a lot of stuff that took place during that you know what i mean and i out of respect to her i'm not going to speak on that but you know it was just it was toxic you know what i mean to say the least and as much as i tried to fight and do everything i could for the kids it just you know i had to go you know what i mean because it was either we stay together and i die or we break up and, yeah. and i live you know what i mean that's what it came down to because i you know so you were 18 bro i was 18 bro Jeez. i was 18 yeah i mean 
we're barely figuring out who we are, right? dude, yeah, at 18, right? figuring out, just barely starting to understand what life is about. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's young. Who am I to say, though? Because I got married at like 20 <laughs> and my <laughs> wife was 19. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that, it was a wild ride, man. You know what I mean? And that, again, I, that's something that that relationship I held on to longer than I should have because I felt that I had to. Knowing now what I know about myself and valuing myself, I would have left a lot sooner. You know what I mean? Because it, it did a lot of damage on me. That relationship did a lot of damage on me. Right. So that was 18, 19, 20, I don't know, 20. So then you, uh, I heard the story today and then you found this is like 20 years in the making. Yeah, yeah, 20 years in the making. So we had a, a mutual friend of ours. My dad's best friend had a daughter. And so we were friends from kindergarten until now. She's literally like one of my oldest friends. Wow. And uh, so she had a friend and, you know, I we, sometimes my dad, we go to her house or they'd come to ours back and forth. And then her friend would come sometimes and I was like, oh, all right, all right. What time is it? You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know no better. I'm 14. I'm trying to figure it all out. But I know I liked her. You know what I mean? So I wrote that Green Day song, like I right, said today, right. and told her like, oh, I wrote this shit. Like, I mean, I wrote it down. I didn't really write it, but I wrote it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I was sprung, bro. Like I used to be all up in my room, like with the lights off and listening Listen to No to Doubt me. on tape. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Tragic Kingdom in this bitch, all sad, like yeah. all emo. And then, uh, but it was just hard because, you know, what it was like back then it ain't right. like it was now bro there wasn't no cell phones there wasn't no you know there was none of that so it was just it was hard and then so you know we went our own way and we lived our lives and but i kept we both kept in touch with that mutual friend like very good touch and then one day she had posted a, a picture of them together on instagram and i was like oh damn like i remember her you know what i mean and she replied, my friend commented back like, oh, she's single. And that's all I that's needed to it. hear, bro. And I put on my floaties and I jumped into those DMs, bro. And the, <laughs> and the rest is history. Dang. Yeah, 20 dope. years later, I finally got her, man. Wow. Yeah. How long have you guys been together now? Uh, we're coming up on four years married now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's been great, man. Like that's I said, dope. it's been it's been tumultuous at times, you know right. what I mean? But there's a big difference when you care about the person you're with and the person you're with cares about you genuinely. You know what I mean? There's a big difference, huge. So it's like, we have the same blowouts that I had, you know, in the past, we have those same kind of feelings, but we're more ahead of them now. You know what I mean? Mm. We both are more grown about them and we both, we both give ourselves that space to, yeah, be mad, be upset, let it out. But when it's done, you know what I mean? Let, let's let it, let's let take a beat. Let's yeah. take a beat and let's figure it out after because you know, you know how it is when you have an argument like that. Like by the time you're cooled down, it, it's more about like the embarrassment now. And like, fuck, how do I just go tell her I'm not mad anymore? You know what I mean? Right. I just feel bad that I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we try to get in front of those as much as we can. Bro, it's it's always a process, dude. It is. Which we, I've been married almost 17 years. Wow. And um, we have four kids, but you know, we never know, bro. I mean, you know, you might be having a good day and- one little thing, you know what I mean? It could, could turn into something big, you it know? Could. And, uh, no, I'm just, I'm speaking from experience because we had a little, little blowout a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we're, 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 we had that little makeup time and <laughs> just in time for Father's Day, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that little buffer, you know what I mean? You yeah, yeah. Get in. But yeah, I mean, bro, it's real, man. Yeah. Christmas 2018 was a mess, bro. It was a mess. Christmas morning, we got into a fight over a cell phone case, bro, that yeah. I, she said she had told me to order, and I said, no, you didn't. And right, it, you right, know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. It's, it, it, it's yeah. the stupidest speck of dust, man. And it, yeah. and we allowed it to eat a lot of our day, you know what I mean? Until right. we finally were like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. you know, it's Christmas. And not only that, but you're you and I'm me. Like, we ain't that couple, you know what I mean? We ain't right. we ain't going to shut it down for seven days and not talk to each other. We're right. going to fix it, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Like That's I said, the... if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it the best, you know what I mean? And yeah. when it comes to my marriage, I'm going to attack it. Like Kobe. Right. So you uh you met you guys hooked up after you your time in uh your your service, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was uh like I said, fast forward twenty years, it didn't take us long to set up the meet, you know what I mean? So we basically used my friend as the middleman, like, Oh yeah, let's all go to dinner, but really she could she could have left. You know what I mean? I yeah. was there to see Renee. So we linked up and, and had dinner and bro, I, I sat down at the table and I word vomit i let it all out you know what i mean this is what this is who i am this is all my shit on the table like i'm all fucked up i should be alone right do with that what you will you know what i mean and 
She said, nah, she said, nah there's she something said, else in there. Yeah, she said, there's something else, man. And she, yeah. you know what I mean? And from that point on, it's just been, you know, a constant work, man, a constant grind to get better, you know what I mean? To be better, to grow together, you know what I mean? To recognize low points and respect each other when we need space and, you know, understand right. that it's not always about me. Like if you, if you come back at me in a way where I, I know that that's not you and you're just something wrong with you in that moment, I don't need to get mad at you. I don't need to pile onto that because I know you're in a bad headspace. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. And even when it's over, like she'll come and apologize, but I always let her know it's fine. You know what I mean? If anybody, it's me, you know what I mean? The things I do, you never have to apologize to me. You know what I mean? Because we all get there. And if we all try to understand that a little bit more about each other, you know what I mean? It'd be a lot easier, but we're human. Yeah, man. And that's the beautiful thing about a real relationship. You know what I mean? Just yeah. having that, that grace, that, that space, that understanding, you know, uh, uh, of, of working through that, you know, and, and still like not letting it mess up the whole, the whole vibe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it takes, it takes a long time. It takes practice. takes a lot of work. But like you said, if you really care about that person, you're going to do it. You're yep. going to change. You're going to make the right decision or at least try to make the best decision. Um, uh, what made you decide to, to join the Marine Corps? Uh, as it was September 11th, as a matter of September fact, 11th. yeah, after that That's happened, right. I was like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, where do I go? Where do I sign up? You know what I mean? Because I was just, I, I was tired of living here and not paying back and not giving something back. You know what I mean? And I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. I didn't know, you know, that I was going to go straight to war. I had no idea, wow. but there I was, you know what I mean? And I'm telling you, dog, I remember being on the plane, like on the way out, it's a 24 hour flight dog. And you're sitting on cargo straps and you're, it's cold and you got like these yeah. fucked up sandwiches they give you. And you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? And I just remember thinking like, this is probably just like training. We're probably just flying around and but wow. no, dog, then you, you hit the sand and it's real. And you're just like, here we go. You yeah. know what I mean? Fight or flight. And fortunately, you know what I mean? I, I did what I had to do, but you know, it was a wild ride along the way for sure. How long did you uh, serve? There. I did a, I, I was over there. I did three tours there about seven months each time. So yeah. about almost two years total time out in desert and the rest, I was out in San Diego or either doing training or I would go out to Missouri. I've done some like uh military police investigator training, non-lethal weapons instructor training, things like that, special schools. So, you know, that was cool. So would you say like, I mean, obviously the PTSD came from the war, Yeah. but what was going on like before that? Were you already kind of having like, issues like like with me bro i didn't realize that i suffered from depression even yeah. when i was young or like a teenager i remember be sitting in my room and not wanting to get out of bed not wanting to do anything just wanting it dark and like having no motivation to do anything right i'm like what the what why why am i feeling like this why am i bro I, you know i have both my parents you know mm -hmm. i had a pretty good upbringing you know considering you know i mean didn't really, you know, didn't really get in a lot of fights. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I didn't, you didn't really lose like a lot of close homies. You know what I mean? A couple, yeah. a couple people I know got taken up in the streets, but not like somebody super close. So it's like, why was I feeling like this? Um, then I had trauma from like church and stuff like that. But yeah. did you have any, any of those things going on before the war and like your PTSD sort of like magnified that or was it all just kind of from no the it, it was all it was the majority from the war you know what i mean like i said i dealt with my, with my parents divorce you know what i mean i struggled yeah. with that here and there you know cried at night a couple times you know what i mean the, the normal things you do because as a child i didn't understand i do now you know what i mean and it's all love but at that time i didn't you know what i mean so that always affected me and we lived with my dad which was great and he bro he I thank that man. He made me who I am. You know what I mean? But the one thing your dad can't be is your mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So growing up without a mom, you know what I mean? I, I had that gap, you know what I mean? That void. So my teenage years up to the point where I deployed were all about filling that gap. You know what I mean? I yeah. was obsessed with finding girls to care about me. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I was desperate for somebody, you know, a female yeah. outside of my family to make me feel like I was worth it. You know what I mean? And I, I, ran through them bro and not, not to brag or boast but i mean i would just go i was obsessed with making right. them love me and the second they did it terrified me because i knew they were going to leave so mm. i would leave first i would fuck it up first i would cheat i would just be sour all of a sudden i would do whatever i had to do to sabotage it because i was so afraid that 
you know, the love that I found was going to leave me. And so yeah. I just would bounce and bounce and bounce and sometimes too much. You know what I mean? I did some foul shit. I'll be real. Some foul shit to good people because I was so desperate to feel, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's not an excuse. You know what I mean? How do I go and tell this man, I'm sorry that I did that to you. You know what I mean? Because it, it don't, nothing I can say erases it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just, you know, I was, I was trying to find something, you know what I mean? So that's, that really was the only thing when, after the war though, then it all changed, man. You know, then I, I was just angry, bro. Like just very angry where it's just, you know, because the, the hard thing is, is that they train you for war. You know what I mean? They don't train you for how to come home. Mm. You're, you're on the clock 24 hours a day. You're a fucking Marine. You're trained to kill. It's drilled into your head. Mm. You're here to kill. And you go out there seven months, eight months at a time, and it's kill, kill, kill. And everywhere you go, you can be killed. And then they say, hey, tomorrow's the day you're going home. And you're like, wow. Yeah. How do you, how do you turn, how do you just flip that switch? How do you do that? You know what I mean? So then you, you come back the first time and you're a little off, but then you come back the second time and you're further gone. And by the third time, bro, forget it, man. I was a shell. I was an empty shell, bro. And I poured liquor down my throat Hmm. just to pray that I wouldn't wake up, bro, that I would choke on my own vomit because I, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't want to be here. There was nothing left for me. Wife and kids in my home, you know what I mean? Beautiful kids, beautiful kids that I adore. But at that time, I didn't know what life was. Wow. I didn't know what anything, I just knew to kill. Yeah. So it was, you know, if I'm asleep, because I was on, you know, they they prescribed me pills from, from the medical and they would give me these pills that would knock me out for an entire day, full day. I would sleep through weekends, go take one on a Friday and I'd wake up on a Sunday morning. Jeez. And my kids and my wife at the time were better off because right. I was a monster when I was awake. Yeah. Man, dude, just that alone right there, bro. Um, you don't have to say anything, but like I was talking to my brother-in-law, like the stuff that happened over there. He's, he he served in Iraq. He uh, he did, uh, I think he did three tours too, but I think he did a total of three years and then two years reserve or something to that effect. But he was army. Um, and uh, bro, he was just telling me that he made a mistake, bro, a mistake that costs lives, you know? But he was telling me, he was like, dude, I'm an 18 year old kid, bro. Like, yeah. how do you, not that, you know, not that he's, not that he was, uh, you know, trying to pass the buck or, or make an excuse, right, but right, it's like, right. bro, you know, we're, we're, we're training these, these babies to, to kill, you know? And, mm-hmm. and like you're saying, like, <laughs> that's your only job. And, um, like I said, bro, you, we're still figuring everything out, bro. At 18, 19 years old. You know, yeah, it was crazy. I was a little older. I went in when I was 21, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that's when this all went down. But that, that 21 yeah. ain't far from 19, doggy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wasn't any brighter at 21 than I was at 19 either because I was just a knucklehead at that time. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It was just, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. You got no choice. You got no right. fucking choice. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to no come choice. home. You want to, you want to stay alive. You so. want to come home. You got to see alive. But yeah. you know, what do you got to see to stay alive? You know what, you know what I mean? You got to see heads chopped off. You know what I'm saying? You got to see dead. Body bodies. parts in the street. You got to smell dead bodies burning, bro. You yeah. got to do all that, but you got to get home, you right. know? And then what do you do when your boy doesn't get home? And I'm telling you, dog, think about it. Think about right. it. Tomorrow you go to work and your homeboy gets taken out, bro. You find out, oh, he, this food, you know, he got blasted. Right. But, you know, hey, I know it's tough, guys, but this order's due by three, so let's go ahead. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and you have to do that time after time after time. Right. And you have to, you know, Wipe your face because the mission continues. Jeez. You know what I mean? So how long did it take for you to, um, you know, when your PTSD was really bad, bro? Like, how long was it, like, in hell before it started to, to turn around for you? I think my last tour was in 2007, and I think it was finally in, like, 2010 when I decided, like, enough is enough, bro. Like, I, I was going to die. Like, I, I was there. You know what I mean? So I had to get help. Like, I had no choice. It was either... Look, if you're, if, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking kill yourself? Do it. Plan it. Figure it out. Do it clean. Do it in a tub. You know what I mean? Figure yeah. it out. Or get up, get up and fucking go live your life. You know what I mean? You're sitting here crying and, and drinking yourself and vomiting on your chest. Oh, because my boys, my boy. 
you know what they would do if they saw me right there like that? Bro, mm. they'd be ashamed. I wouldn't want to have a friend like that. Like, what are you doing? I'll never have the chance to be here. I'll never have the chance to stand on these two legs. No more. You do. Mm. And you're sitting here just disgusting. Right. You know what I mean? And thankfully, that's where my head went. Thankfully, it didn't go the other way. You know, by the grace of God, it it, it went that way. You know what I mean? And I'm so thankful because from that moment on, it's just been a constant search for progress. Right. Right. And that's what your podcast is about. Yeah. And um, when did you start that? It's pretty pretty recent, right? Yeah, it's pretty recent. I want to say we released the first episode in March. I want to say March, maybe late February, but I want to say maybe March. Yeah, we just decided to uh, set up the old iPhone in the garage and just do it <laughs> down and dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just set the stage. And I told my story and I let people know what, you know, that that's okay. You know what I mean? That we're about to start some conversations, some real conversations, some heavy conversations uncomfortable conversations that mm -hmm. we need to have because we have to break the mold. Like I was, you know, we were talking about earlier, like I know how things have been done. Look where they've got us. Mm -hmm. So why don't we try to do things differently? Why don't we try to let our kids know if you need to cry, you can fucking cry all day long. If that's you know, because that's okay. If something's wrong with you, that's okay. You can tell me, you can talk to me. Nobody told me that. Right. Nobody told me that when I was little. Yeah. Dude, so um, speaking of like right now with your kids, like you, you were saying that it's okay to cry. It's okay. Dude, so with my kids, I mean, we grew up in church and I sort of took the opposite approach um, with my with my older ones. I have a 17-year-old. Well, she's going to be 17 and my son's going to be 15. So I didn't force them to read the Bible. I didn't force them to go to church. I didn't force them to believe what, I believe or teach them what I was, what I was taught per se necessarily in that way. But I did it open the door for questions. You know, I'm like, Hey, this is what these people believe. This is what, uh, you know, a lot of people believe this way. You know, you, you essentially make your own choice. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I love those conversations, bro, of, of questions like why, you know, why would God tell people, this whole nation to like slaughter this other nation, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And kill everybody Yeah, down to the, to the animals, you know what I mean? So, um, stuff like that, bro. It's just like, I, I, I give them the freedom to question those things. And, um, it's, it's a different, it's a different dynamic, bro. I feel like I'm sort of like rolling the dice, but, um, my main thing is I always let her know, you know, no matter what, I'm always going to love you. Your parent, you know, me and your mom are always going to love you and God's always going to love you no yeah. matter what, no matter For what sure. you do. Ultimately, that's the message I want them to know. I don't need them to feel all this guilt and shame of, you know, a lot of the stuff that, that we came up with. Yeah. How do you, you know, approach sure. that now? Like, you know, being in the church and then kind of figuring out a new sort of way, I guess. I mean, like I said, you know, I just, I understand and I, and I see, you know, what my dad did and what everybody at that time did, but I'm my own man, you know what I mean? And like I said, we're rooted in that. That's our foundation, you know yeah. what I mean? And I just, again, I'm just where you are. And I let, I'm going to let my kids decide, you know, what they want to do. Granted, you know, they're going to see what I'm doing and that's going to be the example. But, you know, I'm not going to force them to do anything, you know what I mean, ever. Uh, and I, you know, for me, it's a little bit hard because my boys, you know, they live with their mom. So I get them right. every other weekend. So I really just try to maximize my time with them at home, you know what I mean? So that's we don't really we're not really in church right now but you know when we do go they'll go you know what i mean and yeah. it's up to them when when they become of age to keep going or not you know what i mean for me it's good i like going it's spiritual you know i, I like it but are there some things that are far left field of course i think so you know what i mean right. but you know it's good i like it and it works for me you know what i mean and if and if it's a spiritual platform for them to jump off of and explore then great you know what i mean but ultimately they're gonna have to just live their journey you know what i mean and just learn as they go yeah um, tell me about extended family, bro. I didn't, that's something I wasn't really familiar with um, yeah. until I heard, uh, the podcast with Dave. Yeah. So I started the brand back in 2013. Again, my cousin Alski, shout out to him. He's the one who pushed me to do it. It was, uh, after, like I said, after I took my life back and, and I got help and I got better, I had always wanted to do something in fashion. Like I, I always, you know, I've always been 
you know, but look at me, look how yeah. stupid I look. You know what I mean? Like I've always had my own style and I always wanted to, man, what could I do with that? You know what I mean? So in school, uh, I went and got my bachelor's for fashion design because, right. I, you know, I was like, again, like, damn, all these foods are gone. Like I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I got a golden got ticket. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? So I started chasing that dream. You know what I mean? And it was a grind, dog. It was a grind. Let me tell right. you, respect for all these young girls that I was, you know, 19, 17, 18. You know what I mean? Like fresh out of high school and me all, you know, rugged and shit, like <laughs> trying to sew a, a skirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was wild, but I loved it. You know what I mean? I loved it again. I immersed myself in it. I took buses and metros and everything to get there. You know what I mean? For a two hour class and a three hour ride home. You know what I mean? But I did it because it's what I wanted to do. And at the end of that, it's like a three part uh, course to graduate. You have to basically create a concept. And then the second part, you have to do all the patterns and shit, which is mm. so fucking difficult. Yeah. And then at the end, you have to sew everything, bro, by hand. So I, so I, I did a full collection like pants, sh uh, shorts, right hoodies, everything, all by hand, bro. Pattern, cut, sewn, that's what you have to do to graduate. But the first part of that is coming up with the concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you have three months to come up with a concept, which you think, I don't need three fucking months, but then you start to sit back and reflect like, hmm, who am I? You know what I mean? Like, what am I about? Like, what, what got me here? You know what I mean? And it was when I finally decided to get help, you know, it was one of my uh, Marine Corps buddies. I, re I sat him down and I said, look, man, something's wrong. You know what I mean? I need help. And it was, there were times where I wanted to give up where, you know, I wanted to pull the plug. I didn't want it no more. And I couldn't tell my family because I didn't want to put that burden on them. So the people around me, my extended family, those were the people that kept me up mm. when I, when I was down, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting the family at all. Right, they right, right, they right. didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that's who my extended family was. You know what I mean? And you think about the people you grind with, bro, from you go to, if you're in a high school band, you know what I mean? You, those kids know what it's like to grind it out. If you played football, you know, you know what that bond is like when you got a team, if you, work together with somebody you right. know what that grind is like every day you know what i mean and you know that you know i'll do anything for this fool right here anything because that's my extended family you know what i mean and that's who we try to be as a brand to let people know that it gets heavy man it gets heavy but just remember no matter what you're never alone that's dope dude so it's really tied into your story yeah yeah that's sick what are some of your favorite uh brands out there Oh, damn. My favorite brands. I mean, I like I like the independent ones. You know what I mean? Shout out to like Servant. Shout out to Nomad Society, even though they haven't really put anything out. Those lazy bastards. And, <laughs> you know, like uh, Working Class Cultura. Like, the, the, you know, these brands yeah. that are on the indie scene. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like their style. You know what I mean? I like to support them. You know what I mean? It's all about independent, like graffiti guys, like Drew One, OG Drew One. I like to buy his merch. Seen, Atomic, uh, you know what I brick, mean? Bricks and Wood. Bricks, you seen, no, you ever I've seen Bricks seen and Wood. No, but I'm sure I'd like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I like streetwear, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I like the independent shit because I, I don't want to wear whatever. I don't want to stand in line for a Supreme belt. I'll right. Wear, you know what I mean? I'd rather give this fool 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I look fresh. He gets a little coin. Let's run it. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Let's get that ecosystem going. So those are the brands I really rock with. You know what I mean? That I support right. fully. When you, So would you, when you, with your whole thing, like what, what are some of your main influences when you're designing and coming up with ideas? Like, is it music? Is it just what you like, what you're into? Because Listening to to your podcast, I know like punk Green Day was a yeah. big influence on you. Oh yeah, I know. And then they're start it's more it's starting more now to influence the art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before it was like kind of a mishmash. Like A, I just wanted like a big bold logo because that's how I am. You know, what I mean? like I wanted it in your face. So like our first shirt, it was just a huge extended, <laughs> like way bigger than it had to be. You know what I mean? And then just from there we kind of adapted and you know, we did a few different logos, just trying to find ourselves, you know what I mean? And right. now it's it's a little bit more structured to kind of my teenagers, you know what I mean? Those formative years, those those backyard gigs and right. You know what I mean? The way I, those teenage girls made me feel, you know right. what I mean? Like that kind of, that's what I kind of try to put into my art. And it's just, you know what I mean? It, it, you, it's hard because you never know, you know what I mean? You never know if somebody's going to like it. And there's just this whole vulnerability where you're just like, oh, I don't, but at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck it. This is me. You know what I mean? And somebody will like it and somebody won't. What What am I going to do? But I'm going to share it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a good outlet for me. Yeah. I loved hearing, I loved hearing the stories, dude, of like the backyard backyard gigs like yeah. it took me back dude because right? i remember all that stuff Hell bro like yeah, how you dog. felt 
hoping you see the girl that you like Hell be yeah, there. It was you know what I mean? On, bro. Yeah. Friday night gig, two dollar cover, fucking keg in the corner. You know what I mean? Like sign me up, bro. Right, you know right. I mean? And I don't even like drinking this shit, but it's just part of the experience. Exactly. You know what I mean? You try new things. You try. You ex, you're experimenting. You just yeah, yeah. And sometimes, huh? You would have like the abuelita right there, like slanging <laughs> sodas, or so you know what I mean. Like you know, sometimes the whole family was in on it, but yeah. it was all love. That was the thing. You know what I mean? It was just like. We were all, as teenagers, you know what I mean, angsty, going through angsty things. And maybe some kids were going through heavier things that I didn't know, you know what I mean? But right. when you were in that backyard and you're sweating together and you're fucking each other yeah. up in the pit, it's, it's the greatest fucking time. Dude, so, I mean, I grew up on, my dad listened to a lot of old classic rock, you know what I mean? So I mm -hmm. grew up on like old Santana, Grand Funk Railroad, Led Zeppelin, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, yeah, I discovered hip hop, a huge hip hop head. Then I, you know, then I started to get into like reggae. I started smoking weed at a real young age, heavy into reggae, bro. At one point, my whole mission was to move to Jamaica <laughs> really? and just chill, bro. And like just on some Bradley Knoll shit. Huh? He, just, was, he was down for that. Too. Yeah, bro. Just, just smoke weed, read scriptures and you know what I mean? Just do what I got to do and just live my life out there. That was my whole goal <laughs> when I was like 18. Um, but then uh, when I was in 1996, my boy took me to my first POD show. Uh, it was at the Roxy. 1996 and that's when i first fell in love with like hardcore music yeah and heavier stuff so and th i just remember how i felt dude when yeah. i first heard the music seeing seeing people go nuts in the pit you know what i mean seeing how the band was playing and like it just changed me yeah you know what i mean and i got heavy into heavy music but uh i love i love how you were just saying how like man when you f first heard that dookie album so like I remember that Dookie album too. It right, just, that it was, that was just, a game changer, man. Yeah, yeah it was all systems go from that point, man. And I'm still rocking that shit all these <laughs> years later. You know, it still bangs. Right. You know what I mean? I got Rock Band on the PS4, and I bought the whole album. And I play that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like it's this love, bro. I love that album. Yeah, I, I love I love albums, dude. Where you can just go back to and just listen to a whole album. Yeah, oh, from start yeah. to finish, man. It's rare these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you lose that experience now. You don't get to, you know, sit down. I, I, that's who I was, bro. I would get that new CD whenever new Green Day CD read, would come out. or Read MXPX, all the notes. I'm pulling that sleeve out, you know what oh, I mean? And, and I'm reading the lyrics. And dude, I'm I was the, the same way. Yous. I mean, let's dive in, bro. I'm on, you know, and now, bro, when I find indie bands I like, I'm on YouTube. I'm digging deep. I'm finding these right. fools audition tapes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just how I am when it comes to music. I like, that's like what I makes just, it I just fun, dive dude. in. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. There was, bro, I was the same way, bro. I would look up at the studios where they would record at, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And like, I remember like writing them down, like, oh, I want to drive by here one day, check out, you know, North Hollywood, wherever they were at, Calabasas, yeah, yeah. wherever these studios were and reading all of the notes, dude. And just on every album, bro, every album that I would buy, yeah. I would do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every CD, I got busted, dude, for jacking uh, the 97 Notorious Big album, uh, Re not Ready to Die, the one after that. Um, I got, I got, I got busted, dude. From jacking it at the warehouse. <laughs> the warehouse, rest in peace, man. That was the spot. I used to work at the warehouse too when I was nineteen. Yeah, then they uh, they changed it to Blockbuster Music. At least in our hood, they did. Really? And then, then it just all died. It just yeah. all died. Yeah. But we used to go like skate there in the parking lot of the warehouse. It was the spot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you would see all like the because it was when I was in junior high and early high school, and you would see all the chicks come up yeah. to buy fucking whatever the fuck they were buying at that time and. Remember, you know bro, I mean? we it loved. It was like fifteen bucks, twenty seventeen dollars, bro, for a CD. Oh yeah, and we oh, would spend yeah. it like hell. Yeah, I would save up, bro. I mean, I would do chores <laughs> like whatever I could do. You know, what I mean, I was ready. Like on launch day, New Music Tuesday, I was yeah. ready. Tuesdays, bro. bro, I used to I line was up. Ready, smell. You know what I mean? <laughs> all of it, G. All of when it. When I was in high school, I used to ditch, bro, to go to to Sam Goody or or the warehouse to go pick up like the new like Limp Biscuit, whatever I was listening to, Deftones, whatever was out. I used to ditch and then come back, play it in my, have it in my Walkman, bro, and just be in like my, you know, third, fourth, fifth oh, period. Man, just that was it. Do you remember uh, the uh, what's the first uh, Adrenaline, the first Deftones album? Yeah, dude, man, I've been listening to that recently, actually, and it's, bro, it still hits, man. Bro, I was listening to White Pony the other day because it was a twenty. I, really, I think I only listened to Adrenaline, and then after that, like, I got into real like pop punk, and oh, stuff, okay. so I never went further than that, but. Yeah, uh, I, I'll listen to it. I'll give it a listen. White Pony, dude. What's, what's like the lyrical content? It's the same, bro. Real eerie, dark kind of. Chino Moreno. Chino Moreno is always on that. Uh, you know, just that different tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I sure. mean, Deftones has always been an acquired taste. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not the best singer, but 
you know, it 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 works. Yeah, yeah, that, that adrenaline album. I love that album, bro. Yeah, and that's I'm not a great really album. that type. Like, I'm not an aggressive type of guy, but I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I look at it differently now, and I'm just like, damn, that fool's working some shit out. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't know. That's where I am now. Especially that's what I'm saying. Listening to the same shit I was listening to 20 years ago, because now I, I see it all from a different perspective, and I'm like, damn, these fools were these fools had it figured out all along. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I would have paid more attention. So um, I, I grew up playing drums in the church. So yeah. Abe Cunningham from the Deftones is one of my favorite Abe drummers. Abe Cunningham's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that beat, I used to try to copy that beat for hours, bro. Hours. Yeah, I play drums too. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't grow up in the church. Well, actually, you know what I did? Because my dad, for a while, he was having, we had church uh, in our den, like in the back of the house in Southgate. Yeah. We had a little church, and like we had chairs set up, and he would preach, and people would come and all that stuff. And uh, I would play drums for song service. But I actually played, you know, in a few in a few different backyard bands. You know, I loved it, man. I loved it, especially when I was just, like, pissed or I wanted to work some shit out. Yeah. You know, in my teenage shit, anyway, I would just go bang on the drums. But, yeah, I love playing drums. Yeah, man. It's I haven't played in so long, dude. My, Me either. My, uh, my, both of my boys, I taught them when they were real little and they loved it. I got a long haired son. His name's Noah. Nice. Long hair rocker, dude. He, he, I just, all I did was play rock music for him since, since he was, <laughs> since he was a baby, like heavy stuff. And, um, he came out a drummer, bro. He was, he was sick. He was like two, three, four years old, bro. Killing it. Then he got into like, he got a little older, he got into video games and Fortnite. And, yeah, oh you know, man, that's damn Fortnite. My kids are hooked. That's all they want to, that's all they want to do. 24 hours a day, you know what I mean? And I feel bad cutting them off, but you know, they're on like six, seven, eight hours and yeah. I still feel guilty. Like, oh, you guys got to get off. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I don't know because that's their shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, how mad can I be? But yeah. at the same time, like, you know. You got to do something else too. Yeah, do something, come to... out, do something productive. Give me two hours, bro. Yeah. Come out with me and cut, you know, pick up some whatever. Yeah, do something. You know, I try to, you know what I mean? But right now, like with the quarantine thing and everything, right. I'm just like. I gave them a lot of really grace. Much of a yeah. Choice. yeah, they're, they're believe me, they're all taking advantage. Our kids around the world are taking advantage yeah. right now. But, you know. We're all just trying to get through, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right. Because remember when we were kids, bro, it was nothing greater for us than just to sit all day mm-hmm. playing the PlayStation, PS2 or PS1. Now, still now, there's nothing greater than that, bro. <laughs> I love playing Call of Duty, man, right. as late as I can. Right. And back in the day, I mean, I used to play till like 5, 6 in the morning. Now, you know, maybe 1 o'clock at the latest. But Dude, so my kids, you know, what? my, my two older ones, bro, the school district messed up by saying, all right, you know, they basically let them know, like, you're not going to fail. <laughs> whatever the whatever your grade was before quarantine, you're basically that's gonna be your grade. Wow, what a gift. And so both of my kids were doing good, bro. And and they're like, I ain't doing nothing. They're like, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that work for what? Like they were literally giving me an argument. I'm like, you know what? I can't even argue with you. Like <laughs> Yeah, you put in they put in that two weeks notice. I mean then you know? They're like, bro, my daughter didn't do a damn thing. Then her teachers <laughs> started to text be direct bro like directly from their cell phone really because she's a really good good kid good student you know she gets really good grades you know a's and b's and all that stuff she plays softball all that stuff so they're i guess they're like i don't know bro to me i think they were like under pressure like hey you're still getting paid um you got to turn something in you know from your students yeah for sure and then you got this student who ain't turning anything in yeah i don't know whatever but I'm like, I, I, I couldn't argue with her because I'm like, you know what? I kind of raised you to be sort of that way anyway, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. to question, you know, things yeah. that don't make sense to you. So, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, bro. Like, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's cool to question. It's cool to have, you know, classy, intelligent discussions about varying points of view. You know what I mean? It really is. But it's just the human in us. We want to, you know what I mean? We want to so bad sometimes want to force what we feel. And you know what I mean? It, that's where a lot of it goes wrong. You know what I mean? Where it's like, dog, if you want to pray to this chair and you ain't hurting nobody, <laughs> then handle it, bro. You know what I mean? Handle that shit. Yeah. Do it. But you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it gets all, all right. crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, For me, bro, like we, we talked a little bit earlier about this is sort of my therapy. Yeah. You feel the same way with your podcast? Like a hundred percent, bro. hundred percent. Because the big concern, because like I told you, my cousin, he, he's, he's the driving force in all, and a lot of this, man. You know what I mean? We have a solid team, but it's been him and I from the time we were pups. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's, his biggest concern was like, he, he knew that I could do this. He knew that I could do it well, but he wanted me to make sure that 
doing these things and talking about these things and opening up like this was going to be okay. You know what yeah. I mean? He wanted above all, he wanted to make sure that I was going to be comfortable talking about these things. You know what I mean? And so I had that same concern. Like, I don't know, but I'm going to take a chance because I have to do, I'm tired of watching people die. You know what mm. I mean? I'm tired of watching people feel like they ain't got nobody when I'm right here. I'm only one person, but I'm here. I don't care if you're a fucking stranger. I just met you. If you, if you're in it and you need help, I will help you. I, mm. You know what I mean? I'll talk you off the ledge, man. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? So I rolled the dice, man. And holy shit, it's just free therapy, bro. It's an it hour, 45 is. minutes of just talking to someone, you know, learning things, seeing things from points of view. I didn't see not always agreeing with things, but at the same time, like hearing things, you know what I mean? And learning and growing. And you know what I mean? It helps the person on the other end to just have one person in their life that they were able to talk to and not feel judged and not feel nervous or afraid, but they were just able to come on and open up, man. And yeah. like you said, it gets heavy, bro. There's more episodes in the can and you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming, bro. And it, it, I'm thankful to all of them for coming on and being so brave and being so open, man, because that's what it's going to take to open the door for others. That's it, bro. That's a hundred percent. Same thing with me is, is, I sort of need it, bro. It's like I, I, I need to, you know, to get these feelings out, to get these, um, whatever I'm going through, talk about it. Um, I shared some episodes of, with of my podcast with you, and you know, like I had a mental health nurse, you know, that works in the psych unit, and you know, we we're chopping it up, and you know, just talking about the 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 need, you know, and then out of that, I started a a Facebook um, group like a mental health support group, bro, for just people who are just going through it, bro. People who just want to, who, who need somebody to listen without judgment, just to listen and find some sort of care. You know what I mean? So we have a, we do it every week, bro. We have a weekly zoom meeting, um, that we started just off of that episode, bro. Just that mental health talk that we had, we felt the need to, open it up to anybody who would want to join. You know what I mean? So that was something that was really, really, uh, really good that came out of it, you yeah, know, out of, out of that man. conversation. Powerful. It's good, man. And I, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, man. You know what I mean? And I, I'm like you, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know what I mean? Because a, I'm interested, but B I'm trying to see what else is out there. You know what I mean? So I could be better. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I listened to yours, man, the episode that, that you sent me to listen to with your cousin and yeah, giving him that platform, brother, that's powerful, man. That, yeah. That's gonna that I know that did so much for him, brother. And you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to open up a platform. You didn't have to do none of that. But you're doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? You're doing things like the Facebook group. Like that's what I'm about, bro. Like right. enough, enough with what should we be doing? Let's fucking do something. Let's do something, man. Let's it's do like it. we gotta. It comes down to, bro. Let's stop talking about. It. Let's just do something for sure. And even people in the group, bro. We don't agree on everything as far as politics and all that stuff. But it's like we're leaving all that shit aside. And I want to know how you're doing. How's your how's your mental right now? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let's talk about it. Let's walk through the, some of the triggers that we went through this week. What triggered us? You know, what set us off this week? You know what I mean? And I'm learning how to journal myself. I I don't like it, but I'm learning how to do it. You know, from yeah. from my people, some of my people in the group, like man, we got to write it down. You know, you can actually go back and read what happened. You know. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. They, they, when I, I went through a, a, like an intensive outpatient program, it was a eight week program and that's really where like I began to heal, you know what I mean? From a lot of that. But one of the things that I had refused to do at the time was the, was the journals because I just, you right. know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it. I might revisit it someday. You know what I mean? I still but, struggle with it, but some of the people in the group, you know, that I know that it helps them a lot, you know, but Yeah. But that's the point, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, that's the point of my whole thing is we're still searching. Like I'm still, I'm still figuring this out, you oh, know? Yeah, bro. That's the thing. And, and I, and I say the same thing, bro. The day you feel like you got it all mastered, you're wrong. You know what right. I mean? That's, that's when you're wrong. You need to figure something else out because I'm never going to figure it out, bro. You know what I mean? But I know for sure that I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep fighting and I'm going to keep getting better, bro. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep getting better. Bro. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Bro, it was a pleasure. I mean, 50 minutes just flew by, bro. Is that, is that 50? Damn. <laughs> Quick little 5-0 right on, man. That was it's, cool. It's like right at that mark. Well, know? we'll get some more, bro. Yo, we'll have you come on. I mean, you have to, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? I come on to. because I, uh, I like having these conversations with like-minded individuals. And yeah. it's funny, like you said, 
we never met before, bro. You hit me up on Instagram and this is our first time meeting, but it's love, bro. You already yeah. know if you feel it right here. You know right. what I mean? This shit is real. It's raw. Like you need me tomorrow at 2 a.m. You're having a breakdown. I'm in the car. I'm here. Right. You got it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's I'm finding as I go along, the more I'm, I'm finding more of us, bro, more like-minded people just like us. You know what I mean? We all been through some shit, but we all want to help heal. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Absolutely, man. We just want to grow. We want to, we want to do our part to make our little world better and and the world around us better. Absolutely, you know? man. Absolutely. I appreciate what you're doing, man. I, I love hearing the stories. You know, I love hearing your your perspective on on PTSD. So everybody, check out "Put the Stress Down" podcast. PTSD. It's a dope logo. It says PTSD. Put the stress down, and um, and you have you you release one on the 22nd of every month. Correct, yeah. Specifically about mental health and PTSD. Right. Related. Those are my episodes. Those are yeah. your episodes. Yeah. And then every other week you have every week. guests. Every week. Yeah. Every week you have guests on. Yes. I'm still waiting for that Tito one. The hood, the, the it's, hood. It's coming. The Actually, that's, that's the next one coming, so you don't have to wait too much longer. Yeah, yeah You won't have to wait too much longer. The pricks. Shout yeah, out to yeah, Tito. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man, bro. I, yeah. I appreciate that, dude. He, it was the same thing, bro. He, You know what? I had never met him. I had never met You knew who he was, all that good stuff sat down and it was like you know what i mean hey remember me from the last life we're back you know what i'm saying wow. it was it that's how it is yeah. that's how it is for us when we meet each other right and it's dangerous bro they don't want that you know what i mean they don't they want us at odds so that's exactly what fuels me to love more you know what i mean all yeah. this hate in the world that i see just fuels me to love more bro yeah bro keep doing what you're doing you, you, you guys you too, support man. uh support the podcast check out put the stress down go like and subscribe and support, support on the uh, on the uh, anchor page as well. All right, bro, I'm gonna play us out with some more Deftones since we're on it. I didn't have any yeah, any Green it. Day queued up. See you guys. <laughs> Peace. This beat dropping. This beat drops pretty hard too. This is off White Pony. This is White Pony. This is my favorite Deftones album. Shoot it up, cut it up better. Ah, you're good. Let, let it ride. I haven't figured out the music thing, bro. Like,